welcome to the 12 Days of Edition Wars. In this year's series, we are taking a deep dive into the iconic spells of Dungeons & Dragons. What were they like at first? How have they changed? Are they better than ever? We're going to talk about all that and more. So tonight, we are going to talk about a very, very good spell. We are going to talk about Dispel Magic. Dispel Magic has a very interesting kind of convergence divergence yeah. i'm i'm not no, sure what no, to what no, to call no. it what to call it um so let's let's talk about it just real quick the very first version of dispel magic is in the men and magic book for for zeroth edition for the original small little you know white books as um, early as it goes folks right as as early as it goes and they are on page 25 and basically it says dispel magic is a third level magic user spell Clerics do not get Dispel Magic, okay? It's a third-level magic user spell, and it says this. It says, unless countered, this spell will be effective in dispelling enchantments of most kinds, referee's option, which means the, the referee gets to choose whether it actually worked, except those on magical items and the like. This is modified by the following formula. The success of a Dispel Magic is a ratio of the Dispeller over the original spellcaster. So if a 5th level magic user attempts to dispel the spell of a 10th level magic user, there is a 50% chance of success. Duration 1 turn, range 12. So it dispels enchantments except magic item enchantments. Right. And what is what does unless countered mean in context? Is that unless you get to, unless you take damage during casting? No, so uh, yes, yes, I think that is what it means. Okay, so, because okay. there was no like concentration, right? Like right. that didn't exist, and there wasn't uh, a counter spell, right? And there's no counter spell. So it, yeah, it's it's a it's if you get disrupted during casting because mm -hmm. you could only do one thing during your turn, and if you right. chose yeah, to yeah. cast, if you get hit, then mm -hmm. that's a problem. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the the. Um, percentage chance for this to succeed against a higher level caster is the kind of idea that is going to stick around right right um, yeah. and it does it does make narrative sense that you can't necessarily sort of be be free in dismissing the the magic of a more powerful caster that that fits in the the supporting fiction right um, this. Yeah, because you you don't want. I mean, it sounds like oh, fifth fifth level magic user should be powerful, but you don't want a first level magic user just by the fact that they know how to wield some magic to be able to dispel well, a tenth level magic user very easily, right? Right. Like, and yeah. and you know, um, fifth level shouldn't be more powerful than tenth level. That's right. totally fair. Yeah. yeah. And like, that that's a very D and D thing to me. Mm -hmm. um, this specific approach of creating a ratio. Um, I mean, I'm not really sorry to see this go. They did pick numbers that are easy to do in your head, right? But that's a little arbitrary. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's yeah. very easy to imagine uh, someone needing to, you know, pull out a calculator um, once it's some number divided by seven because. Right. Yeah. Most of us don't know our divide by sevens tables right, right, right off. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but yep. I mean, the, the setting the duration at one turn is something I've commented on several times in going through these spells. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it means that maybe the 
spell you're dispelling comes back after one turn. Um, because effective in dispelling is sort of not nailed down. It yeah, doesn't, I mean, it doesn't say right. It's, go- it's gone for good. You, you did it. Job done. It, it certainly might mean right. oh, there's a wall of force over there. You dispel it. It's yeah. going to be back in a turn because you just temporarily punch a hole in it. And, right, and and it doesn't yeah. say permanent. Right. Well, right. this doesn't even deal in permanent durations all right. the time necessarily. But it's no, fine. I mean it doesn't say it's dispelled permanently. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you cast the spell and you have re- you have removed that magic enchantment for exactly. good. It doesn't even say that. Yeah. And you know. I, I am totally confident that Gary knew exactly what he meant by mm-hmm. effective in dispelling enchantments of most kinds. He just did not dine to <laughs> right. share that with us. But ultimately, uh, I do understand the the you know tradition of it's whatever the referee says it is. And you move on as long as they're consistent. It's fine, mm-hmm. right. and you know I, I can live with that. Um, of course, I'm speaking about a game I don't have any immediate intention of playing, so of course I can live with it, but whatever. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and uh, I don't, I, I honestly, I did play this edition for a bit, um, but I don't remember a lot of use of this, so I don't really have, like, I can't pull up the, like, my my memories of how we adjudicated this or how we, you know, what did we do and what was dispelled with it? You know, um, did you, did you, did you uh, unlock a magically locked door with it? Did you, uh, you know, like you said, did you break, take down a force wall? Did you, you know, uh, did you, did you accidentally dis or or on purpose disrupt another caster? Right. Like, like I, I, I don't remember how it was adjudicated at my table because it didn't use it very much. And I mean, this is a classic example of um, a spell that, you know, just depending on the kind of referee that you have, the kind Mm -hmm. of ideas they have for what's even cool, it is either, this never comes up, we don't encounter spells that are already in place a lot often, or you're using all the friggin' time. You're encountering so much stuff that has some other wizard did it, and now we need to get that get that dispelled out of here right right um you know i I assume that uh cleric spells can be dispelled in the same way they they count as enchantments of most kinds but i don't know if that's true yeah i mean i i don't yeah i'm not i again i i don't remember how this was ever used anytime i played this this edition i'm not really trying to no, no, but I, I'm just thinking like as the, you know, just from this perspective, like, okay, I could totally see like some of the players I have nowadays, if they oh. had this vague of a spell, they'd be like, oh, can I dispel that scroll? Like, can I, can I ruin that wizard's spell book of lower level spells? You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that sort of thing. And it, it would be, it could be interesting, right? Like to see how that ends up adjudicated and is it permanent or does it just go away for a while? Or, you know, like those questions. Yeah. It's not, yeah. um, you know, but we're also, you know, in an age where, you know, even the sort of more rules light editions nowadays, they still tend to give a lot more detail than this. So yeah. we're used to having seen rule sets where either, you know, even a person who like I because I prefer rules like games. Right. So even even 5e is a little heavy for me. Right. Like I, I prefer something else. Sure. So uh-huh. like 
Um, but but because I've played third edition and fourth edition and fifth edition and and you know, I have seen lots of variations of a type of spell like this and what those durations and applications and all that what that means and so if i'm playing a DD game or a DD like game i'm often like pulling from all of that information mm-hmm. whereas if this was the first thing i if this was the first exposure of mine to a dispel magic in any way or form like i wouldn't necessarily be expecting it to tell me all those things you know what i mean yeah I mean, that's just really a long, fanciful way of saying, hey, times have changed. But and and like now rule sets obviously always give more information. But well, well right. And, you know, you mentioned my pleasure to ask this. Mm-hmm. What we're going to see as we go forward is Gygax react to that. And then, right. you know, Zeb Cook mm-hmm. react to that. Right. And so on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That that exact conversation is going to play out because this is such a mm-hmm. uh, a case of like one side gets all of what they want or none of what they want. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so this could either be super extremely powerful or eh, not really useful. Yeah. Right. Like it's, well, I mean, it's really you know <laughs> you're going to see a bunch of spells where sort of um, if they pass their save then. You get nothing, mm-hmm. right? A yeah. whole person right above it, right? Right. It will affect from one to four persons. That's plenty of room for um, some to succeed mm-hmm. their save and some to right. fail. Yeah. So you get some of what you want. Dispel magic has no space at all mm-hmm. for you get some of what you want. Right. Right. So let's. Uh, so one of the things, dear listeners, that Brandis and I had had talked about is you know nowadays dispel magic is. Uh, not only a magic user spell, and so we were we were uh, we were taking special note of where dispel magic shows up in these various editions. And I will tell you that dispel magic is definitely not a cleric spell in in zeroth edition, but uh, it is a druid spell. It, it in the in the uh, eldritch wizardry supplement, which is supplement three, uh, they they did provide a way for druids to have it, but look what it says. It just says same as the magic user spell. (laughs) So there's, there's literally no difference. It's just that the druid happens to have access to this spell. Um, Clerics still do not. And and I'm, I'm, I wish I could sort of crawl inside the, the, the brain or design room or whatever that made those exact decisions because in much later games, uh, this kind of who gets exactly what would not come so much necessarily from a narrative place or be merged with a narrative decision, mm-hmm. but it would also be driven by sort of intentionally creating a Venn diagram of who can solve what problems mm-hmm. and making sure that there is no space where you can solve every kind of problem. Right. Well, so, but keep in mind that the Druid in, in OE mm-hmm. was a magic user who had some clerical abilities. That's right. That's right. right? And, and I think so, that I and think you, if you, you look at even as late as the fifth edition Druid, mm-hmm. uh, if you look at it through the lens of uh, I'm a little bit cleric, I'm a little bit uh, blasting you in the middle of next week mm-hmm. with my Druid spells, like it's there. Right. There's right. there's some uh, I'm a cleric but a magic user. 
Right. But I'm just saying like cure serious wounds. Okay. That's a cleric spell. Animal summoning. Okay. That's a cleric based on a cleric spell. Okay. Dispel magic, magic user spell, wall of fire, magic user spell. Mm -hmm. Right. So they were trying to mix and match, right. They, uh, they have hold plant instead of uh, down here, hold plant instead of hold monster. Right. Um, they have animal growth, right? So, like this, this is because druids were magic users That's right. with a touch of cleric, and you know, so the thing, and and so here it's clerics, druids, right? But right. up here it'll say like magic user druid, right? So it, it's it's more about like what are we presenting here, and like you said, it's trying to cover some bases, right? Without without totally destroying all the bases as you go by them right right yeah yeah so but in any case still not technically a cleric spell right so so still clerics don't have clerics have uh turn undead which i don't know if everybody knows this but you know on the old turn undead tables you know there would be you could turn them or you might you you might get a little d on that on that table right like like d and a lot of people think that means destroy that doesn't mean destroy it means dispel oh really so technically, turning it, undead it definitely is, turns into destroy later. You're a given it turns into D. destroy later. Yeah, but 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 early on, even even through maybe first edition, even it it is stands for dispel. So mm-hmm. really, clerics are dispelling. But they can dispel evil. They get to dispel evil spell, and they can dispel yep. undead, but they can't dispel magic. So it's it's just an interesting thing. So let's let's move on to the next uh, the next sure. edition, which is Holmes. And the thing about Holmes is, of course, Holmes was only for character levels one through three and so what you end up getting is you don't get the third level spells in the holmes book because it tells you okay well when you get to third level you need to go to a d and d right but it does tell you what the third level spells would be if you happen to get access to a higher level wizard spell book right or high level magic user spell book and so they they tell you here that a, a third level spell dispel magic would be available right if you keep going up so that's fine but it doesn't tell you anything about it so so we can basically skip that when we get to uh basic D &D, we have uh bx the the molde basic Mm -hmm. and here's what it says gives us a little bit more it says range 120 feet duration is permanent the spell will remove spell effects anywhere within an area of 20 by 20 by 20 and may be cast up to 120 feet away from the caster, it will not affect magic items, but will remove any spell effect created by a magic user, elf, or cleric of an equal or lower level than the spell caster. It may fail to remove magical effects from a higher level caster. The chance of failure is 5% per level of difference between the spell casters. For example, a 5th level elf trying to dispel magic cast by a 7th level elf would have a 10% chance of failure. So it gives us a lot more details here. Very quickly, I mean, this isn't that far after OE, right? This is Moldvay basic, right? So now it gives us a, a full sort of area of effect. It gives us a range. It tells us that it still doesn't affect magic items. That's the same as the OE version. Uh, it tells it now specifies spells by magic user elves or clerics. Those effects are possible to dispel. And there is also a chance of failure, but the chance of failure is is much less than. Well, let's see. Is that less? Yeah, it's it's less. So, yeah. so it's it's less. Um, it becomes a chance of you know between fifth and tenth. It would be twenty five percent. Yeah, so it's about half. Uh, 
And right, I think I think if you ran the numbers, you'd find that 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 five percent failure chance uh, had certain things in common with the the real effect that you get in fifth ed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not. I can't do the numbers in my head right now because I'm not, not looking at it. And yeah. um, this Japanese whiskey is doing its thing, but, um, <laughs> but right. Uh, that, that kind of uh, sliding scale of power that is much easier to calculate on the fly is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So after we leave Holmes, we move to Beckme. Oh, uh, just to check. Oh, uh, that, yeah, yeah. That Dispel Magic, mm-hmm. that is still not Cleric available? Correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Still no Cleric. Um, and then we move to, uh, then we move to Beckme, mm-hmm. which is uh, in the DM part of the book rather than the player's book in the because again, I think it's a level thing. Uh, range 120 volume it gives us is the same. The spell automatically destroys other spell effects within the given volume. It cannot affect magic items, so that's all the same. It removes any magic effect cast by magic user elf or cleric. Same uh, level, equal or lower. That's the same. Fail five percent. Okay, so it's basically uh, yeah. It, it, it does clear up one thing. It says this chance of failure is 5% per level of difference between spellcasters. A monster's level is its hit dice, ignoring any pluses. For example, a fifth level elf dispelling a charm person cast by a seventh level magic user has 10% chance. So same same basic even example. So, okay, qu- yeah. Question for you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, is this the first time that you destroy all of the magic in that 20-foot cube? Because this definitely destroys multiple spell effects at a time. Yeah, it does. Uh, so I think so. Here is let's go back to Moldvay okay. here. Yeah, no, Moldvay, you definitely can get multiple spell effects. Yeah, okay. nice. Moldvay says spell effects, so that's plural. Um, OE does not mm. enchantments mm. of most kinds. Uh, Very this doesn't unclear. this doesn't give us Very a volume, unclear. so right, it makes exactly. sense that it doesn't give us, you know. Sure. It can't. Okay. It can't give us that. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's not going to so, come up that much. But, right. You know, yeah. once you get to yeah. the more third ed mindset of that guy's got a bunch of buffs on him, mm-hmm. I've got to shred those before I'm going to do anything to him. Yeah. Then it matters a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I I totally recognize that is not a common thing in your your Moldvay and Cook mm-hmm. and right. Uh, OG, right? Yeah. That's, that's all yeah. right. So also just to show uh, Dispel Magic is still a third level magic user spell. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and still not available to clerics. Um, so there it is. I think when it was, I think when it was a druid spell, it was fourth level. That's right. It was. Yeah. So it was. It's been third level magic user the whole time, except for the druid version, which is fourth level. Here it's back to third level. Still no cleric, and then we get to one e, and one e is where you can have dispel magic as a cleric, as a magic user, or as uh, as oh. a druid. Yep, just just because getting to deal with other people's magic in that way starts to really feel mm-hmm. like. Um, table stakes yeah you you really just gotta to be a serious caster yeah i I, I agree with that 
Yeah. So let's so let's take a look at the spell. And then I want to look at differences between if there are any differences between because I already know there's I know there's one difference. I'm not sure if there's others. Um, Okay, dispel magic, abjuration class, school type uh, level three, range six, permanent duration, three foot cube, uh, six segments, casting time, VS components. Okay, when a cleric casts this because this is the the, so in the in the first edition, the player's handbook lists cleric spells first. So that's where it first comes up. Uh, when a cleric casts the spell, it neutralizes or negates the magic it comes in contact with as follows. A dispel magic will not affect a specially enchanted item such as a scroll, magic ring, wand, rod, staff, miscellaneous magic item, magic weapon, magic shield, or magic armor. It will destroy magic potions. They are treated as 12th level for purposes of the spell. It removes spells cast upon persons or objects or or counter the casting of spells in the area of effect. So now you can't now it's specific. You can use it to counter spells being cast. The base chance for success of a dispel magic spell is 50%. For every level of experience of the character casting the dispel magic above that of the creature whose magic is being dispelled or above the efficiency level of the object from which the magic is issuing, the base chance increases by 5%, so that if there are 10 levels of difference, there is a 100% chance. For every level below the experience efficiency level of the creature or object, the base chance is reduced by 2%. Note that this spell can be very effective when used upon charmed and similarly beguiled creatures. It is automatic in negating the spellcaster's own magic, so you can purposefully dispel your own magic with no problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there's nothing there are no spells you get to just dismiss so you'd have to- right right yeah you know you'd have to cast this to dismiss even one of your own spells yeah so so that was a lot of text so let's let's pay attention to maybe the differences from the previous so um uh so it says it will not affect a special enchanted item so we already knew that it always said it didn't affect magic items but now it spells them out scrolls magic rings wands rod staffs miscellaneous magic items magic weapons magic shields or magic art. so now it's making it explicit what it doesn't yep. affect because it's um, going to carve out one exceptional right. magic item just yeah. just to get you yeah right I, like i i yeah. can't help but yeah. think that gary is like yeah i dropped a dispel on my players and i mm-hmm. wrecked all their potions yeah they, they can get bent yeah yeah i mean uh, who knows i don't know um yeah. so uh, let's so so let's take a look at so that is on uh page 47 let's take a look at the druid version of this spell which oh is boy. the next the next version in the book which i think is here here we go much shorter dispel magic abjurations the same level four so again there's a level difference because mm-hmm. i yep. think for the cleric it was level three yep. range is higher though the range was sure. six before now it's eight permanent a bigger area of effect uh si- sure. same casting time components there's a material component now this uh, is except, except and, as, and that's because druid spells just generally involve right. the material component yeah, of exactly the, uh, the, yeah, you'll notice there's an M on every single one of these in the yeah, Druid yeah, list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it says, except as noted above, this spell is the same as the third level cleric dispel magic spell. Okay. So other than the range the level and the range and the area of effect being different, it's the same. And yeah, it's the same. Okay. Yep. So that's fine. Uh and now let's look at the magic user version of it. Um, okay, so here's magic user version. All right, level three, back to the cl- same as the cleric. Range much is much higher, range. much, yeah. much higher. But level three, so I could see where the druid is a higher level spell, so it has a higher range. But now right. it's the same level as the cleric, but it has double the range 
as just, the cleric had. Just messing with them. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But but other than that, and no no material component, of course. But other than that, it's the same. Shorter casting time. Um. Oh yeah, three instead of six segments. You're right. You're right. The cleric and the druid were both six segments. Okay. And smaller area of effect. This one, well, that's the same as the cleric though. Yeah, but it's smaller than the druid. Is my point. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So area of effect, ever effective for the cleric and the and the uh, and the magic user are the same. That, that that's the kind of like finicky little differences. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that's totally that's uh, that's with which we would not yeah. put these days. No, no, no. That's one e in a nutshell, right? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. you're a cleric. Oh, you're casting. To, oh, I'm sorry, you're out of range, right? The the magic user version is a bigger range. It's just not you. If if so. you were a real spellcaster, <laughs> you'd be in range. Yeah, but, yeah, right. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah. So okay. So it spells out a lot. Has a slightly different failure chance, but uh, you know. I don't know. Let's so, but but you notice we're expanding. Well, well so the, so having this having a failure chance even against a caster lower level than you, right? That that's the big new one. Um, mm-hmm. That's it's kind of wild. Um, so this is a, a very serious mm-hmm. nerf in in real effect because right. you you could always fail. Being able to destroy potions, like man, you don't even want to do that as a player. Well, the thing is, the potion oh, is so a 12th, 12th level, right? Sure. So, so, so it's you're hard to, to destroy fail. the potion. Yeah. Right. Right. You're just hoping to fail because, like, yeah, I, I dispelled the bad guy. Yeah. Well, you got their potion. Oh. Right. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Uh, but but here's the thing, right? So so the base chance is fifty percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're say seventh level, and you're dispelling a, I don't know, first second level spell. Okay. So uh, let's say a first level, because then we can say it's a first level character. So so you have a 50% chance of failure, but you're seventh level. So that's six levels above the first level character. So six times five is 30. So now you have an 80% chance of oh, success. So now success. your failure is only 20%. Sure. So, I mean, but <laughs> yeah, I, but yeah, I don't know. So I think the the thing is like this is also but if you're if you're if it's against somebody that's a higher level than you, now it's a problem, right? Cuz even if in, if it's only a 7th level and you're 5th level, so now there's a 50% chance plus 10%. So now there's a 60% chance of failure. You're, no, you're, no, no, no. For every level below the experience sufficient level of the creature or object, the base chance is reduced by 2%. The the slider doesn't go the same rate in both directions. Oh, oh, you know what? Yeah, I wasn't paying. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh. Which is so much harder. To I manage. was looking. I was it's looking at so the much other. Harder. I was looking in the other direction. I totally yeah, misread yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Either way, but so here's the thing, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah. So two percent. It's funny the way it says it though. Too. So so here. So if you're if you're level five and it's level seven, it's four percent. Yeah. So it's it only becomes a fifty four percent chance of failure, but still like. It's still like a Hail Mary, right? 50% chance of failure is high. That's a high chance of failure. It, it sure is for a, a precious third level slot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're, it's, this is like a Hail Mary, <laughs> right? Because it might just fail. That's right. Full stop. It might just fail. And then, yeah. and then you, that, you that's a, yourself. That's a yeah. brutal, that's, brutal it's, design. It is, it is I brutal. Yeah. Don't love that. Yeah, I, I think it, uh, uh, like, uh, like it, it is an example. Like, like, I think Gary is responding to the the sense mm-hmm. of 
one person gets all of what they want or mm-hmm. none of what they want. Mm-hmm. And so that needs to leave some room for the module stays unchanged. The enchantment that's in place still works, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so yeah. he's trying to, I think, probably carve that out. That That is my sort of gut check of yeah. why I would do that were I designing something like this, which I would, you know, try not to do, but. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, Uh, when I played first edition, we just completely ignored the 2%, which is why I even fumbled over it talking about it tonight, right? We just ignored the 2%, and we mostly ignored the 5%. You know what we we did? We just said, if you're a higher level, then you just succeed. If you're a lower level, you have 50% chance of failure. That's literally what we did. That was our house rule. It's easy to remember. We don't have to do any, you know, like it wasn't the math. It wasn't that the math was too hard. It was just, we didn't want to have to stop and do the math. Right. Sure. When we're trying to like figure out that whatever is happening. Totally relatable. Yeah. But like, you know, famously the way a lot of people handled first ed Mm -hmm. of sort of, Mm -hmm. uh, I more or less know the rules. That's probably fine. Right. Right. Here's what we do. Right. And it like, frankly, it is fine. Right. As, as long as a single table is internally consistent and yeah. the DM is trying to be fair, they yeah. probably will be fair. Well, and, and I know people who would say that, um, you know, if you're like, like the majority of the spells should be played rules as written, like that's what they would say, because the game is written to gamify the use of these abilities. Right. And, and it, but at the same time, the same person, a friend of mine, would also say, but, you know, that house rule doesn't matter because dispel magic in, in this form, in this edition, is probably not being used very much by your table, which is why you house ruled it so quickly, right? Like, because it's not, it's not, its use is, was not important enough for you to, like, maintain the integrity of the actual mathematical basis for whatever, right? Whether it was arbitrary or not, we don't know, right? Like, because some some of this Gary stuff, like it seems arbitrary when you read it, but actually he really had a reason for doing some stuff and other stuff actually was arbitrary. Like it just, they picked a number, right? So, you know, so sometimes it's hard to tell, but in any case, let's, let's move on to the second, second edition. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so that we can so uh wizard spell again it's a, it's actually it's also a cleric a priest so it's it's on the wizard and the priest spell list yep. uh in second so here's the wizard version 120 yard range instantaneous duration 30 foot cube components vs casting time three no saving throw okay when a wizard casts the spell it has a chance to neutralize or negate magic it comes in contact with as follows First, it removes spells and spell-like effects, including device effects and innate abilities, from creatures or objects. Second, it disrupts the casting or use of these in the area of effect at the instant the dispel is cast. Third, it destroys magical potions, which are treated as 12th level for... So, same same even verbiage there, treated as 12th level for purposes of the spell. Each effect or potion in the spell's area is checked to determine if it is dispelled. The caster can always dispel his own magic. Otherwise, the chance to dispel depends on the difference in level between the magic effect and the caster. The base chance is 50%, 11 or higher on a 1d20 to dispel. If the caster is of a higher level than the creator of the effect to be dispelled, the difference is subtracted from the number needed on the 1d20 to dispel, making it more likely that the dispel succeeds. 
If the caster is of a lower level, the difference is added to the number needed on a 1d20 to dispel, making it less likely that the dispel succeeds. A roll of 20 I, I, always succeeds, and a roll of one always fails. I've got to admire all the work they put into making that less clear. Yeah, than, right, right. Than the yes. level ratio I know, right? of the very they, first they one. They were like, let's make this real simple. Oh, let's throw in some bull****, fake upside-down you know, AC language. There, <laughs> it's coming from a good place, but mm-hmm. what a <laughs> terrible way to explain that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But in any case, so they, they also throw in this tidbit: a, a one, a roll of twenty always succeeds, and a roll of one always fails, no matter what. So, if a caster's ten levels higher, only a roll of one prevents the effect from being dispelled. A dispel magic spell does not affect a specially enchanted item, such as a magic scroll, ring, wand, rod, staff, miscellaneous weapon, a magic item, shield, or armor, unless it is cast directly upon the item. So now there's an out. Up until now, it has never affected those things. And now it's unless, like, unless your intention was to only dispel that one item and you cast it directly on that item, then it can work. It says this renders the item non-operational for 1d4 rounds, so that's not a permanent effect. An item possessed and carried by a creature gains the creature's saving throw against the effect. Otherwise, it is automatically rendered non-operational. An interdimensional interface, such as a bag of holding, rendered non-operational would be temporarily closed. Note that an item's physical properties are unchanged. A non-operational magical sword is still a sword. Artifacts and relics are not subject to this spell. However, some of their spell-like effects may be at the DM's option. Note that this spell can be very effective when used upon charmed and similarly beguiled creatures. Certain spell or spells or effects cannot be dispelled. These are listed in the spell descriptions. And then here is a summary of dispel magic effects. I'm just going to say, when you write that many paragraphs and then you need to write a summary, yeah, that is that is a sign, right? From the gods of game design, <laughs> maybe just tone it down, bro. Right. Yeah. But I mean, uh, uh, it's interesting uh, to see them start in the very first couple of sentences by recognizing that needing to remember whether the spell came from a person or a device is annoying. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do it. So um, that's what it's talking about, um, including device effects. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So if if the thing came from a wand, of course it should still be dispellable. Right. Like wands mm-hmm. are special, but they aren't special in that way. In D and D, right. 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 Um, and you, you just don't want the player to have to guess that. That feels super bad. Like oh, we cast it from a wand, so I can't dispel it. That mm-hmm. feels terrible. Right. That's so, so yeah. that's a really good fix. Mm-hmm. Um, the third paragraph. Nope. <laughs> just nope, yeah. throw the whole thing away. You, you blew it. Try again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I get what they're trying to do, right? Like, I, to- I totally uh, no, I, under- I understand I, what they're saying. I understand. But, but the way it's written do, but, is just so, like. Yeah, they, they just missed the mark. Yeah. Um, then the next paragraph, uh, where it gets into each individual kind of magic mm-hmm. item and you suppress it for 1d4 rounds, we're going to see an idea like that again. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. I don't actually disagree with that as an approach. Um, I like it a lot better than tossing a dispel magic on the enemy ri- ri- uh, risks disjoining any potions they happen mm-hmm. to be carrying. Right. Like that is miserable and you shouldn't do it to your players. <laughs> um, yeah. And then artifacts and relics can't be dispelled yet. Yeah. No joke. 
I, that's mm-hmm. not that's not news in D and D. That's totally yeah. what I'd expect. Right. Um, and so so basically, but, this but is, look, but look what they put at, at on the on the summary. It says artifact DM discretion DM well, discretion. Right, right? And, and that's that's essentially what it does say in the text. <laughs> that's the 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 artifact is not dispelled. In fact, it is pissed off at you and right. it cuts your head off. <laughs> well, uh, that, that's a that's a classic uh, right disjunction result mm-hmm. oh you try to destroy the artifact no nah, i get yeah mad, dude. <laughs> it explodes it explodes well, and it, god is it, mad yeah it explodes and then it comes back together fully formed and unhurt however you get caught in the blast <laughs> that's right yeah that's right don't do that yeah because yeah. you're trying so. to solve the, the storyline of this artifact <laughs> a single spell. right right like, so let's let's take a look at the priest uh spell it, it's list really, version. it's really as simple as you're not allowed to destroy the one ring let's move on <laughs> yeah right um, so here is where's my oh here's my dispel magic okay so let's take a look at this uh, protection sphere sixty yards that's shorter range yeah lo- longer casting time yep thirty foot cube or one item okay so when a priest casts the spell it has a chance to neutralize or negate the magic it comes in contact with as follows first it has a chance to remove spell spell like effects including devices okay so this is the same mm-hmm. uh. Third, destroys magic potions. That's the same. Each effect or potion in the spell's area is checked to determine if it's dispelled. Okay. Always dispels its own magic. Yep. Same thing. Okay. The difference. Is it the same? Uh, yes, it's the same. And even yep. the same, yep, yep. the same horrible way to describe it. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's all, it's same, all same exact thing. So, yeah. so same, same exact text, including the summary of dispel effects. Yep. Yeah. No, no surprise. No yeah. Surprise. No surprise. No, but just, but just, to be sure, right? Like, just be yeah, sure. Yeah. Just make well, sure. I mean, they did change the the range. The and, range, yep. The, uh, the, ra- the range and the casting time is the only thing that's different. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and they, it's good. It's so it's easier from a player perspective to just look up your spell in the pre spell list because you're a cleric and, or a paladin or whatever. And so you see it and here it is rather than have it say, oh, here's the, here's the info, but now you got to go back to the wizard. Oh know, yeah, spell list the, portion like storing it as yeah. a pointer is is not yeah, yeah. the done thing, right? Right. Uh, in in second, we're yeah. just gonna reprint it mm-hmm. and uh, right. maybe maybe make some small changes that will be incredibly hard to remember in use. Cool. <laughs> right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so let's take a look at so so basically we're on this trajectory and two E basically kept one E's trajectory. Uh, made a few changes, but. Mostly, it's the same. It's mostly the same. Mostly the same. Let's talk about three five. I'm just gonna say, as usual, we're skipping three zero because uh, while we could go hunt down uh, yeah. copies of that text online, we're not. Yeah, gonna, it's not worth it's, it's it not at this point. Enough. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the same. So now here we have. Oh, Druid's just well, taking it on the chin. Well, yeah. So Bard 3, Cleric 3, Magic User 3, Paladin 3, Sorcerer Wizard 3, Druid 4. Sorry, be as good of a spellcaster as a druid, I guess. Uh, as a bard, I guess. <laughs> Rough, buddy. Yeah. Rough. Um, BS components, standard action, casting time. Because remember, third edition, they really greatly yeah. changed the action economy. So that's fine. Well, uh, the range. whole of segments was. was oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, so. I, I, I didn't miss segments. That's, yeah. that's me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. Yeah. No, I. They were, they were fine. I mean, I. Oh, in one, we used them, actually. Sure. Um, but you know, whatever it's, it's fine. 
I've tried to put it out of my head. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, it's it's fine. I didn't play very many casters, right? I mean, I played clerics, oh, but I, I I didn't play wizards, so it wasn't as much of a like for some reason I it didn't have much of as much of an impact. But anyway, okay. Um, so casting time, one standard action, range medium, hundred foot plus ten feet per level. Target area, one spellcaster creature or object, or a 20-foot radius burst, instantaneous duration, no saving throw, no spell resistance. Because magic is powerful, so too is the ability to dispel magic. You can use dispel magic to end ongoing spells that have been cast on a creature or object to temporarily suppress the magical abilities of a magic item, to end ongoing spells or at least their effects within an area, or to counter another spellcaster's spell. A dispelled spell ends as if its duration had expired. Some spells, as detailed in their descriptions, can't be defeated by dispel magic. Dispel magic can dispel but not counter spell-like effects just as it does spells. Note, the effect of a spell with an instantaneous duration can't be dispelled because the magic effect is already over before the dispel magic can even take effect. Thus, you can't use dispel magic to repair fire damage caused by a fireball or to turn a petrified character back to flesh. In these cases, the magic has departed, leaving only burned flesh or perfectly normal stone in its wake. You choose to use dispel magic in one of three ways a targeted dispel, an area dispel, or a counterspell. So uh, I do want to say real quick that yeah. our listeners will remember um, a, a few days ago I talked about um, – we saw a spell. I think it was probably uh, Cure Wounds, and I mm-hmm. asked questions about its permanent duration. Right. And this mm-hmm. is the thing that was in my head. This, These right. paragraphs are – where the distinction between instantaneous and permanent mm-hmm. matter most, right? right? And you're reading out loud the moment of instantaneous and permanent are different things coming into being. And th- that's going to stick around very, very cleanly into fifth because it, it it's actually very sensible as an approach. Right. It, right. It, is the magic over yet or is it still sticking around as magic that can be man- manipulated? Right, right. Exactly. So let's take a look at what it says. It says targeted dispel. One object, creature, or spell is the target of the dispel magic spell. You make a dispel check, 1d20 plus your caster level, maximum plus 10, against the spell or against each ongoing spell currently in effect on the object or creature. The DC for this dispel check is 11 plus the spellcaster's level. For example, Maya at 5th level targets Dispel Magic on a Drow who is under the effects of Haste, Mage Armor, and Bull's Strength. All three spells were cast on the Drow by a 7th level wizard. Maya makes a Dispel check, 1d20 plus 5 against DC 18, three times, once each for Haste, Mage Armor, and Bull's Strength. If she succeeds on a particular check, that spell is dispelled. The Drow's spell resistance doesn't help him. If she fails, that spell remains in effect. If you target an object or creature that is the effect of an ongoing spell, such as Monster Summoned by Monster Summoning, you make a dispel check to end the spell that conjured the object or creature. If the object that you target is a magic item, you make a dispel check against the item's caster level. If you succeed, all the item's magical properties are suppressed for 1d4 rounds, after which the item recovers on its own. So that that suppression is the same as being non-operational in 2nd edition, right? Um, a suppressed item becomes non-magical for the duration of the effect. An interdimensional interface, such as a bag of holding, this is almost directly lifted from the 2E, right? Except they've replaced the, the word suppressed with non-operational. Right, uh, right. Uh, 
right. right. Backwards. Yeah. Um, which, a suppressed, which is why yeah. you heard me say it that way. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I knew, so I, I wasn't, yeah, I didn't correct yeah, yeah. you. It didn't matter. Um, a suppressed magic sword is still a sword, a masterwork sword. In fact, artifacts and deities are unaffected by mortal magic, such as this. You automatically succeed on your dispel check against any spell that you cast yourself. Okay. Area dispels. When dispel magic is used in this way, the spell affects everything within a 20-foot radius. For each creature within the area that is the subject of one or more spells, you make a dispel check against the spell with the highest caster level. If that check fails, you make dispel checks against progressively weaker spells until you dispel one spell, which discharges the dispel magic spell so far as that target is concerned or until you fail all your checks. The creature's magic items are not affected. For each object within the area that is the target of one or more spells, you make dispel checks. Okay, I'm not going to read the whole thing. <laughs> I've already mostly read the whole thing, but you get the idea. In third edition, we had to really spell out everything because for those who never played third edition, all these words matter, yep. right? Like every single point of this is because when they were playtesting or just playing with their sort of new rules, they were figuring out, okay, well, wait, can I use this to do that? We have to address that in here. And what happens if I cast that on a group of creatures instead of just one item? Or what if I, you know, and it's not that those conversations weren't happening in second edition or first edition. It's that uh, the games, those games were developed with a very different sort of thought process than this one was. Um, and so, man, Dispel Magic is one of those things that winds up really, really changing the whole shape of late game play mm-hmm. um, in in third edition of 3.5 because the game starts to really, really center on casters giving really great buffs either to themselves or to their fighter and rogue buddies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm using that as a shorthand for all the warrior classes. You, you know right. what I mean, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the gameplay of um, enemy casters, like in the opening round of combat, dropping either a blanket dispel to try to strip one thing off of everyone or a targeted dispel to try to wreck all of one person's buffs is supposed to be tactical guesswork. By the by, the player or DM, whoever's casting, right, and that then leads to the problem of needing to recalculate perhaps a lot of your character sheet. If you've gone ahead and applied the benefit of, I'm going to say, bull strength, right, or mm-hmm. whatever, right, maybe righteous might, like there are some really bonkers, amazing buffs in three zero and three five, right. And you stack up a ton of them, right? So right. you know you're about to be in a fight. So I'm going to say uh, bless, prayer, bull strength, haste, fly. Mm-hmm. Totally normal. Right. Very, actually quite conservative, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you expect to roll in and start just stomping teeth in. But a targeted dispel, you need to recalibrate your whole action economy and your armor class a couple of times over all of your attack bonuses because bless and prayer and bull strength all contribute to your to your presumed attack bonus yeah it's a capital p problem Mm -hmm. and your your whole ability to conduct gameplay stops for a few minutes as you rework all of this right Uh, if they are suppressing any of your magic items god help you (laughs) 
right. um, because it's not that hard to get into a situation where not only uh, are these, I don't know, like, uh, is it a girdle of giant strength plus six, but maybe you've over-enchanted it with mm-hmm. over-enchanting rules to mm-hmm. also do another thing that you right. need to strip out of your stats. Um, and so what you're looking at, it, like the, the throughput of that in design is that um, either you have two character sheets that sit by side by side with your you know, default stats and your standard buff loadout stats, mm-hmm. which is aggravating but preferable to doing it all on the fly, <laughs> right? Or you wind up with you know the decision that Fifth had made of um, serious concentration limits on what buffs can be running. Right. Just based on how many casters are in the party. And the way they add to your stats is quite different. Um, passive plus ones and plus twos are essentially gone. And right. not dispellable. Right. Um, w- with the exception of things like um, Shield of Faith, which is sort of an outlier still. Right. And so, and I think that's why, so remember back that let's, let's step back here to the first edition description, right? It will not affect a specially enchanted item, right? right? So it removes that entire idea of, right, of, of removing that. uh, So, you know, so, because what I was thinking about was, you know, in, in first, in, in first edition and, and previous, like, um, you can get hit with uh, a, a white or, or a wraith, right? And they energy drain you, right? And you lose a couple of levels, right? And in third edition, if you lost a couple of levels, I'm not, I'm not saying this should happen, but I'm just saying if you lost a couple of levels, oh. it'd, be the, it'd be the same kind of thing, right? You'd be suddenly recalculating oh, yeah. everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what a hassle that would be. But, you know, back at, in first edition and previous, you didn't really lose that much, right? Like, uh, maybe uh, losing you a level is still pretty bad in terms of, well, I mean, no, you need I to, need to roll back hit points. No, 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 no. I, I, I know that. I don't, I don't mean it was easy and it didn't hurt. I, I just mean, like, it's not like, uh, in, in basic D and D, if you get hit with an energy drain and you lose two levels, you're literally just saying, Oh, I guess I can't cast those, you know, level four spells now. And, Oh, I lost 10 hit points. Like, not that that doesn't hurt, but it's like, I don't have to do a crap ton of calculations to to find out what happened, what changes that causes. Right. Needing to remember what you rolled on the past couple of levels of hit dice. That's not ideal. Well, no, no, but but my my point isn't even about that. It's more about the idea of the way it would affect the character on a whole. Yeah, it sucks. But for example, okay, in my game two weeks ago, running Castles and Crusades, there was a specter that hit one of the PCs, drained him for two levels. Okay, there was literally no math the guy had to do, like. He just, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, like, oh, I mean, it was, it wasn't, oh, okay. It was, oh, crap, you know, (laughs) and everybody went, oh, what? Two levels, you know, so, uh, but, but there was almost no math. Like the only math was, okay, he went from level seven to level five. So now he just only adds five to his ability role, (laughs) like instead of seven, right? Like that's, 
That's it. And his 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 strength hadn't gone up because strength doesn't go up with level automatically right. in C and C or or in first edition or whatever. Like so, those things, right? Like and so and for the hit point loss, you just lose. It it was it was detrimental to that character. Like it was something they had to fix, right? Because it it sucked for him, right? But it wasn't a game stopper in terms of okay, hold on while John you know sits and and refigures all of his numbers for every single thing that he can do because he lost two levels or he lost all his magic items, right? right? So I th- I guess I guess my point is. To me, as I read this spell, like it becomes really obvious the spell gets more and more detailed and more and more necessary to be detailed as the second edition comes in and as the third edition comes in because you needed to answer those questions because of that specific thing. Like if this thing gets dispelled, that really affects how that PC is able to be effective or not. And that player has to redo everything. And it might stop the game for that night, for that session, for a while, at least for that player. Whereas, you know, in the previous editions, it didn't really, it just wasn't, it it was a horrible thing to happen, but it wasn't detrimental in terms of, okay, now I have to step away for 30 minutes and recalculate. It's just very, it's just very interesting, like the way that that, that, that is so striking with this spell in particular, because with the other spells that we've talked about. We saw some major changes and there were some major things that happened that, that sort of track with sort of different developments in gaming and developments in D&D and stuff. But this one is is particularly I mean, look at this text. I mean, this thing is is almost it's like half a page. Yeah. You know, and, and, and for good reason. I mean, I'm not that's not a complaint. I'm just, you know, uh, it's, you know, it, it, yeah. all those things have to be spelled out to make this game work the way that they intended. But no, which I, I get, agree. Right? That, I agree. That's extremely third ed. And yeah. like, this is, this spell is a pretty good summary of, mm-hmm. of, you know, three Oh and three, five in a nutshell. Right. That, like things are sort of you know, screws are tightened down, mm-hmm. you know, right yeah. to be flushed with the wood. It's, it's very kind of, um, like, I think of it as engineering forward design. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and I'm sure there are engineers uh, listening who will argue with me and say, "No, it is much too sloppy <laughs> right. for that." Yeah, uh, this design did not uh, pass its PE exam, but you know, fair, <laughs> fair. But this is—it's funny that you say that because or not the engineering thing, but just the this is this spell description is third edition through and through. In the same way that this one is first edition through and through with the 5% versus 2% and the 50% and the 100% chance and all that, like, and just, but very, very like succinct, right? Uh, Succinct, you know, uh, if you hacked at it for a while, you would still find weird. Oh uh, yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah. No, that's why I didn't say concise because to me, concise means that it's clear and it, and it conveys the information yeah. that it needs to convey. And here there's some gobbledygook in there and there's some missing information in there for me. So, so I, w- I wouldn't say concise, but I would say succinct because it's short. Um, whereas is the soul of confusion after all. Yeah. Right. Where, whereas this dispel magic for third edition is not succinct, yeah. but it is extremely specific because it has to be to work within the bounds of, the way that this game was designed, which is, again, I don't mean that as a derogatory statement. It's just, that's just the way it is. And 
honestly, again, you know, we talk a lot about how third, second and third edition were on this trajectory to empower the players. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the ways to do that. This is in the player's handbook. They yep. know exactly what to expect from this spell. That's very true. Um, well, and I think that we shouldn't get out of this without touching on greater dispel magic, which amounts to uh, casting dispel magic with a substantially higher level spell slot. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's under uh, dispel magic greater. Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. It's, it's right next to it. I wouldn't <laughs> have thought of it if we we're on the same page. Oh, I didn't uh, even look at it. I wasn't. Yeah, sorry. Um, but dispel magic has a hard cap on oh, its um, dispel check bonus, and uh, greater dispel magic is allowed to go higher. That's that's most of the difference, right? The other difference is that mm-hmm. greater dispel magic can spoof remove curse. Which is actually super nice. Yeah, that it's is interesting. Nice. Yeah, um, if you're just not sure what the problem is, and mm-hmm. you you haven't figured out what yet whether yeah. it's a spell or you know a, a right proper curse, yeah, greater spell magic, good call. Yeah, yeah, interesting. That's very interesting. You know, I like your chances. Um, I'm certainly not going to try to look it up right now or literally ever, but <laughs> I, I feel extremely confident that there was a feat that goosed your dispel check bonus and uh did so outside of the plus 10 plus 20 limit mm. on dispel magic, mm-hmm. greater dispel magic you know that 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 is just the very most uh third ed thing right the, the bonus was almost certainly plus four yeah uh, probably again not looking it up just mm-hmm. just calling my shot yeah um but yeah like uh great summary of an edition right here but i think we can move on to fourth now yeah so fourth edition <laughs> uh, oh actually i do want to say one more thing oh, i'm so sorry yep no no uh, what's up my, my one more thing is that not only is there greater dispel magic there's also as a reaving dispel a dispel that also wrecks you for some damage right as it tears tears spell off you it's not in the player's handbook it's in i don't know complete arcane or something it's in much later books but um they were trying to add some more excitement to dispelling gameplay which fair yeah yeah well and i i think it it as the additions moved on it became a more useful spell maybe than it was in first edition i think the strictures put on it in first edition made it not as useful even than than maybe the previous editions because the previous editions were open enough and even having the idea of oh well it's the referee's choice right or the dm's discretion like that actually opens it up so that that there can be a dialogue if you have a good dm right right whereas when you put the kibosh on everything and you really specifically uh, point out what it cannot do and what damage it will do to potions for example in first edition it actually makes it less useful whereas in second and into third, it becomes useful again, even though it has strictures on it. Those strictures have very specific parameters and everybody knows what they are. So I, I, I'm going to advance a theory that I would have a very hard time proving in any useful way. Mm -hmm. It's sort of an annotated theory. So go with me here. Um, I think that up through about first edition, um, the spells main effect was probably 
to deal with dispelling weird stuff that you weren't really sure what you were dealing with in a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Second, it is a transitional moment where it's still partially for dispelling uh, unknown or partially understood effects in a dungeon, and also partially for tearing effects off of enemy casters. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because I think that in second ed in adventures and such, you start to see a lot more of this NPC has precast this list of buffs. Mm-hmm. Like mage armor is the obvious one. Let's not mess around. Right. But right. A, f- a few more than that. Right. Um, maybe mage armor and invisibility even maybe that's all, but still very important. Um, and then, then in third, there are going to be so many fewer <laughs> instances of you're in a dungeon and you run into a spell effect that you don't know what it is, right. or you don't have a better way to solve it than dispel magic. Mm-hmm. So many more cases of this NPC rolls in with you know <laughs> this list of five right. buffs, which yeah. are already factored into its uh, into its stat block. Right. Good luck taking them out. Don't do that. Right. You know what I mean. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And so, no, so I, sure. think that, I think second ed is the transitional moment. Yeah. Well, that's why I said like second and third sort of move toward that direction. And, and I, I'm not bagging on any, either of them. Like, no, uh, not, uh, neither uh, am I. Yeah. So when I say that I feel like dispel magic is more open in those earlier editions, I think you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly why, because it was the, the, the spell that you use when you don't know what the hell's going on. Right. And so what that means is that it shifted from being an exploration mm-hmm. and investigation right. function yep. to being a combat function, yep. right. which again is a very third ed mindset. Right. And that is something that we have seen in several other spells that we've talked about in this series. Yep. Right. Because y- you see that shift uh, of focus because when you start to have to spell things out, the most most of the time stuff is asked about that. It's when it's in combat. So now it shifts to let's explain how this works in combat. And now it makes it seem like it's a combat spell or combat focused. And it, and it is right. But you, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that ends up being the, the result. It becomes a vicious, it's a, you know, snake eating its own tail, right? Like it's okay. We're going to have to explain this because of the combat uses, but now because we've explained the combat uses, now it makes it seem like it's only combat, right? So, yeah. So let's talk about 4th edition. So here is 4th edition. So wizard utility 6, so 6th level wizard spell. So that's, so remember that in in 4th edition, that's just the level that you could get the power. It's not the level of, so, you know, uh, when we say third level spell, for for example, in in first edition or in 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 basic, you have to be fifth level to cast that third level spell, right? That's right. But in fourth edition, this is a spell that the wizard could take at sixth level, right? Okay, so you don't have to. It's not a sixth level spell where you have to be like ninth level to cast it or something. Right. And it um, has to be sixth level because that's when you get utility powers again. Right. Exactly. Right. And that's the only reason. Otherwise, it would be earlier. Yep. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So it says, uh, has a little fluff text. Uh, you unleash a ray of crackling arcane energy that destroys a magical effect created by an opponent. It's a daily power. It's an ar- arcane, has keywords arcane implement, standard action to cast it, 10 square range. Target is one conjuration or zone. 
It's an attack role, intelligence versus will defense of the creator of the conjuration or the zone. If you hit the conjuration or the zone is destroyed, all its effects end, including those that normally last until a target saves. Yep. So now it's very specifically dispelling a zone or conjuration. Yep. And now it almost completely does not have non-combat uses. Right. You're yeah. very unlikely to be in a situation where you encounter a, a true conjuration or a zone mm-hmm. outside of combat. Uh, they would just be called something else. Right. They aren't called zones. They're called hazards, and you can't dispel hazards. And and honestly, a, a spell that you would use majority outside of combat in fourth edition is called a ritual, not a spell. Right. So. And and so I'm I'm not willing to criticize the design mm-hmm. of first or second or third or even OG, right? Mm-hmm. I am willing to criticize this. This I think is a genuinely bad decision. Yeah. I think that yeah. fully taking dispel magic out of having an exploration function is doing the wizard a disservice, specifically because this is a utility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is for this. I think they made a mistake here. Yeah, and what's funny is I know there was a huge uproar about Magic Missile and certain other spells. We we just covered it a couple days ago. Yeah, there was no uproar about Dispel Magic, and there should have been, because this is more egregious than any of those other changes. This, to me, they should have just named this something else because it's not Dispel Magic. Right. It's Destroy Zone or, or Banish Conjuration, right? That's right. That's right. Um, but I mean, this is not a very useful power in no, for, in, in fourth edition in any <laughs> NPCs don't use conjurations or zones enough. Conjurations are actually extremely rare for NPCs, um, because NPCs don't use the same set of powers. Conjurations are mostly used by PCs. Zones are reasonably common, but the narrative behind them is fairly unlikely to be explicitly magical. Mm-hmm. Frankly, yep. So this is a bad fit. Yeah, this was uh, a real disappointment for me. Yeah, um, and I mean, I feel that way about a more than trivial amount of the player's handbook wizard specifically. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the stuff they hadn't quite got their footing yet, right? And so the wizard. Uh, comes into its own really a lot more in later books mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. my opinion yeah um, the uh, uh, arcane power does wizards a lot of favors um, it does a lot of casters a lot of favors frankly uh, but the fact that dispel magic would be hard to get as a sword mage is also frustrating because I'm playing a sword mage right now in a 40 game mm-hmm. and so I'm like but I dispel magic is like one of those go-to's for a, a true gish right mm-hmm. which is right. what I'm, I'm i'm trying to play him as very much a fighter who is a mage a mage who is a fighter like there's not he's not two things he's one thing right is what i'm trying to say um and that's the kind of character that should love to spell magic but it's not even an option mm-hmm. i'd have to i'd have to multi-class myself to hell and back with feats to even think about getting there that's not happening so whatever 
Yeah. So I just want to, I want to look at yeah. the rituals. I'm just glad I, cause I don't, I'm just glancing at the rituals you and look at the, look at the whole list and we get there. Yeah. I'm, I, I know most of what they do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, disenchant magic item is sort of, Oh, is there a weird magical effect here? Can I perform a disenchant magic item ritual? <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah. Screw your stupid effect. Yeah. <laughs> in any case so i think yeah i so my uh, yeah i i was just that this is this this dispel magic is very disappointing it and I, I don't yeah i i i agree with you about the sort of uh, they weren't fully baked on the wizard stuff and i think partly you know um so here here's the interesting thing like the it, it in in a manner of speaking when you look at the sort of say martial classes and they had to turn all of the special things they could do into powers right yep and uh, yeah they had they had to imagine cool moves right they they imagine cool moves and they turn these things into powers but for the wizard they had to take what were already really cool powerful spells and they had to in some cases shrink them down to fit into a smaller sort of package in a way yep. uh, to, to make them fit into uh, the formulaic, you know, style of, of fourth edition. And what that means is that some of the spells just really lost their luster and they, they wanted to keep some of these certain spell names in because they wanted to keep that sort of D and D, you know, traditional spell names keep to going right from edition to edition but unfortunately what happens is like some of these you just don't get they had to sort of reduce it down to its packet contents right in a way that makes the spell not useful because if you think of this to spell magic right this is like one tenth of a possibility of what something uh, what the dispel magic from third edition could do right it's i'm i'm going to uh remove the magical effects from a particular zone area they don't call them zones in third edition but you know what i'm saying so that's one of the uses of dispel magic of all of those uses that took up almost a whole you know an entire half page maybe even more yep in third edition and we've cut this down into you know 10 lines with a bunch of keywords and to do that we had to remove 90% of what the spell could do. Right. And like, I'm not at all surprised and honestly not even disappointed that it doesn't suppress magic items. That wouldn't mm-hmm. do anything to NPCs. Right. NPCs don't rely right. on magic items. That's anymore. right. Right. But, right. There's got to be something else. Yeah. I don't know. So, so the reason it's like this is that NPCs mostly don't rely on ongoing magic effects that, that DMs would have to track. But this could at least grant a new save against right. uh, an ongoing effect, mm-hmm. right? There's plenty of ongoing effects that are skinned as magic. They have the arcane or divine tagline mm-hmm. or the primal tagline, right? And you could let this grant a new save. Yeah, no, I totally agree because I think that a lot of what happened was I think people reacted to fighters having quote unquote powers, and there was a lot of talk about oh well in fourth edition every character cast spells or whatever because they were you know likening sure. powers to spells well, but ultimately, then ultimately if everything is stored like a spell it does feel like a spell that is a sure problem 
Yeah, yeah. But so, but so the other, but the other side of that though for me is, but then when you get to the class that's supposed to have spells as their main thing, mm-hmm. like because of the format of of how everything had to be done, they had to put them into such tiny parcels for each, you know, different type of thing that a lot of times they they actually lost the coolness of the wizard. Sure. Not sure. always, because it could still do some cool things, but a lot of times they lost the coolness of certain spells. Uh, you know, whereas the all the all the martial classes all got really cool moves to do. Oh yeah, and, right? and let me tell you, the the sword mage concept, the, the fighter mage gish mm-hmm. concept, has never been just dead sexier than it is in fourth edition. Yeah, it is unbelievably fun and flashy and cool. Uh, because it was designed later, they had right handle on the whole thing. Like mm-hmm. They learned to design their own game so much better, right? And you know, uh, we could look at uh, some of the uh, forty essential stuff, and we'd find that the wizard did level up. But it's okay if we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't need to do that. That's that maybe that's a different maybe that's a different episode, right? Um, yeah. Different series. Um, I'm just pointing out that like I, it really is it's striking to me and it's specifically with this spell, you know, because I we could have said this about any of the other ones. Right. But specifically with this spell, it's very striking the the kind of cool factor and cool bump that the that the martial classes got. And even the divine classes got some cool stuff, although they had some 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 of the similar problems with they, the spells. They get to break out of the box a good but bit. But they yeah, they do. Yeah. And okay. but like and then you get to you get to the I don't know. It, it just it's just very striking to me that I'm not sure I've ever really heard the problem with casters in fourth edition expressed quite that way in, in a, in with an example right in front of my face, like dispel magic. Like I just, it, it dawned on me. Oh yeah. That's that really matches that sort of paradigm that I, that I think about fourth edition and don't get me wrong. I love fourth edition. Right. I I love fourth edition too. Yeah. It's just, this spell is a bad fit for what NPCs literally actually do to you. It's a trap choice. They tried to, they tried not to have trap choices and, Boy, is this ever one of them. Yeah, they had them anyway. <laughs> um, all right, so you want to move on to 5th edition? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here is 5th edition Dispel Magic. Here we go. Third level abjuration, one action casting time, 120 feet. Duration instantaneous. Choose one creature, object, or magical effect within range. Any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. For each spell of fourth or higher level on the target, make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. On a successful check, the spell ends. At higher levels, when you cast the spell using a spell slot of fourth level or higher, you automatically end the effects of spells on the target if the spell's level is equal to or less than the level of the spell slot you used. Holy heck is this brief. Yeah. It is. It yes, is very brief. Very. Like, this is almost the fewest words we've seen so mm-hmm. the fewest words we've seen since OG right yep um that is that is tidy yeah and honestly it it does get the job done if you don't need exceptions don't include exceptions i guess we're right yeah but it doesn't offer you um like affecting magic items it doesn't do that mm-hmm. it's spells on items which is not the same thing because magic items are not held together by, by name or spells. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Um, and honestly, it's fine. You don't need to be targeting magic items for this. It's fine. Right. Um, this is a this is a good solid spell. It does work in exploration gameplay again. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. Uh, it it does have a significant problem, right? Um, because it only works on things that are really definitely spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it if the effect might be magic, but it isn't stored as a spell, then you get nothing. You have to imagine me doing Gene Wilder. Here. Yeah, thank you. No, <laughs> no, because because when you read the language, the effect literally is any spell. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, and 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 fifth edition is very attached to parsimonious reading. Mm-hmm. Yep, but ultimately, this is this is a good and useful spell. I uh, I can't imagine playing a wizard who didn't want this in their spell book. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, within about their first four spell picks of, right. of third level spells, mm-hmm. right? If you if you haven't got it by the time you're leveling the seventh. You haven't done spell chase wrong, but you do need to go out and get the spell magic. Let's not mess around. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's it's very useful when you need that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to have a scroll of dispel magic just in your back pocket. Don't don't mess around. Just do that. Um, <laughs> is, is how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I'd say the same thing in in third edition. Um, a scroll of dispel magic. While you're not going to have the amazing bonus to your spell check, um, it's just really good to have another shot loaded. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in third edition, because you you really could run into, you know, a, a barrier of some kind that you needed a spell to get past. That that was still real in third. Yeah, but what I was going to ask was in in third edition, how common or how common how, in third edition, how easy is it to create a scroll? Oh, dead simple. Okay, so yeah, it, it's going to cost you some cash and some XP, but yeah. dead simple. Like you are not playing a fifth level wizard who can't scribe scroll. I'm sorry, that's not a thing. I think it's a first level feature. I'm not checking that right now, but I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I know it's. Pr- it could happen, but I just didn't know like how costly it was and if it was actually because you know in some games, yeah, you could do it, but you know, you wouldn't right. want to. Well, <laughs> right? and and if you are really averse to paying XP for uh, your consumables, then fine, that's a lifestyle choice. Yeah, that is a bad game for you, but it's a lifestyle choice <laughs> because like, if you just despise paying XP to create magic items uh don't play a wizard just don't do it yeah like you're gonna not use scribe scroll and be sad at me and i won't like it <laughs> um <laughs> i don't remember if we've ever done an episode on that magic item creation i think we haven't we've touched i don't on think it so times, but that would be something is. we should yeah we should put that in our back pocket as a thing to do oh i mean we covered it in the dmg series a bit so actually, we did kind of cover it. Yeah, but I think if we like specifically looked at the actual like f- the for a for a spell casting p 
PC, right? So for the yeah. magic user, for whatever, like how really how viable is it? Just forget the rules. Like, yeah, we, okay. So we mentioned the rules, but how viable is it? How easy is it to do? And how likely and important is it that that magic user is going to want to do that and have it in their back pocket? Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's the real, that's the thing that might, might ha- make an interesting episode. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, we we haven't seen any uh, proposed changes to dispel magic in UA. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're looking at changing uh, counterspell, and I, I touched on this thing is not a spell anymore. That's right. a that's a big paradigm shift mm-hmm. in the course of fifth edition. Right. To NPCs casting far fewer spells, they don't behave like PCs nearly as much. They, some of them, some of the caster types still have a few spells, but they lean much more often on um, spell-like effects. Spell-like effects. Mm-hmm. This is structured sort of like a spell, but it is not a spell. Right. Can't be dispelled. Can't be countered. Um, if if magic isn't in the description, it might or might not be subject to um, an anti-magic field. Right. Yeah. And Friends, I have so many opinions about that. <laughs> I, I am sure I can get Sam to put a link to that in the show notes. Um, so many opinions. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's it's a big stylistic change that we've seen over the course of fifth edition, and so as we uh, draw ever nearer to uh, the event horizon that is. Uh, the May release of the 2024 revision. Um, you know, w- we can't see into that uh, black hole and it can't see back to us. So <laughs> we don't know what Dispel Magic might be like then, yeah. if it will be the same. Uh, I'd be a little surprised if the mechanic isn't tweaked, um, just based on similarities between the 2014 Dispel Magic and the 2014 Counterspell. Uh, it would be it would be interesting to see if they let dispel magic end a spell like effect, or maybe provide us yeah. you know some kind of make the, make the caster save or make make the person who's exhibiting the spell like effect or whatever make them save or or, or lose right. it or you know what I mean Except like that those spell like effects are seldom ongoing they're typically yeah yeah. So I'm just a- yeah, I'm just trying to like because you okay, they definitely wanted to to not have counterspell be such an important thing. That's right. Um yeah. So how they're do you de- yeah definitely trying so. to sort of take the legs out from under highly counterspell focused gameplay. Right. Just gameplay focused on making nothing happen. Right. Which is less exciting. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, any final thoughts on dispel magic? No, I, I think I'm I think I'm pretty well set right now. Um, how about you? I I think I've said pretty much all I need to say about it. I, I do think it's one of the maybe more well. I mean, I mean, all the spells we picked we picked because they're going to have interesting trajectories. But I think right. this is maybe one of the even more interesting ones, just because the the change in the usage is so stark and yeah. so obvious. Yeah. Even just by reading the rule, you could see. Right. Uh, I, I do think it's a highly iconic spell. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is one of the fundamental spells of being an abjurer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, 
dispel magic and some way to banish summon things and that's abjuration gameplay sort of in a nutshell to me right um there's other kinds of defenses that fit into abjuration i mean shield is always going to be iconic no one's taking that away but um sort of the the image of you know abjurer handheld before them disintegrating the magic that is flying at them sort of right. it just coming coming apart like a particle effect maybe um that that's a that's a powerful image and sort of this is a very specific assertion of your character's will uh even over other spellcasters and so right. i think that that that's part of the iconic image that has kept dispel magic sort of robust and present mm-hmm. in the game through all of its changes uh going back to 74 yeah well because when you think about it right if magic users are some of the most powerful people in the world yeah how do you get more powerful than being a person who could dispel the effect that one of those extremely powerful magic users is manifesting. Right. Like that's pure, you know, fodder for wizard duels. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. it just, it's very, it's a very iconic, you know, control of your magical ability kind of idea. So, yeah. Right. And one of the things that we didn't really touch on with the whole one always fails, 20 always succeeds mm-hmm. or percentile driven, you can get to 100% um, failure or success chance right. based on a 10 level difference mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. Like that's a decision about whether if I've got 20 days of third level spell slots to throw at this problem, do I definitely get through or do I never get through? Right. Right. Because if it's a matter of waiting 20 days to roll a 20 i mean okay it could not have might 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 take 21 days you know Mm -hmm. dice they're jerks but you know what i mean yep right um and so like there's a a i think surprisingly important design note in whether you can push failure off the table or push success off the table yeah Uh, yep like you don't want to be the the player who's like, well, I guess I'm brute forcing this over the next 20 days in Undermountain. But if you <laughs> don't know any other way to solve the problem, the game either admits to that as a possibility or shuts you down completely. Right. Um, and so we, we didn't really touch on that, but it's it's worth calling out. Very good. Uh, and, and, and fifth edition, right, clearly lands on no, you always have a chance of success. In fact, you can't even get to must roll a 20 to succeed. Right. Your worst case is not as bad as that. All right. Now I'm actually done, I promise. <laughs> no, no problem. I, I love the commentary. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to take us out. Where can people find you on the internet? 
there used to be a site called Twitter. I'm not really there anymore. Uh, you can find me on Blue Sky at brandisstoddard.bsky.social. I also write for tribality.com. My personal blog is brandisstoddard.com. And my Patreon is brandisstoddard. How about you, Sam? I am on the internets at rpgmusings.com. I am also on Twitter at dmsamuel. I'm also on Blue Sky at DM Samuel. Same same one as you, I think. I'm also on Mastodon at DM. Look, just search DM Samuel. <laughs>